Yeah, I just keep it steady on the magic. Do my thing, I'm healing, it's fantastic. If I fall, rise automatic. You ain't no now, you know. Only one rain myself like a tree from the roots. West side girl, cause she lived in the coast. East side girl, when she speaks to the roots. Stay 100, cause she on with the truth. Been there on struggle, know that it pass. Only going up, yeah, the pain on last. Ooh, take off. Ooh, take off. Ooh, take off. This is take off, take off, take off. Shorty like Brandy, fight like Monica. What you know about her? Baby girl raising, way to the top. Shaking the world, don't expect her to stop. Hope so great, she get what she got. Follow her stack, cause she following God. What you need more, got a heart full of gold. Even at times when it's raining and cold. Ooh, she about take off. Sorry, you know, I have to jam, but yes, welcome to the Uprooted Network. Um, we got some big things coming, y'all. We want this to really become a virtual community uh, for the youth, for the diaspora, you know, and I want, I want us to just have a space, a really, really official space for all of us to be and grow together, so I'm so excited about the rebrand, thank you everybody who has been commenting on it, I'm sharing, like I really, really like love y'all for real, don't forget to go like okay share subscribe on youtube now your girls on youtube finally um i mean i've been on it but you know we we updated okay um you are now able to listen on spotify apple Podcasts, anchor wherever google Podcasts, wherever you listen to this you are now capable of doing that it's everything is up, updated and uploaded so y'all just just know your girl got some things up her sleeve for you and today it is black men speak sundays my guy Caleb is about to come on and y'all he is the fucking truth okay so i'm so excited i see that the uh, clubhouse fam is already here okay so i'm, I'm excited to have y'all and Caleb is about to be on hello 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 hey hey how are you how are you Good. Did you see how God blessed me and moved the sun like yeah. two inches left? So now I'm in the shade. Thanks the Lord. Oh, you're in the shade. Perfect. That's that's I would not want to be in the in the sun the whole time. No, but you know, I would thug it out for you. I hey, would. Hey, you're a real one. You're a real one. <laughs> how are you? Good. How are you? Ooh, ice cold water. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. We we gotta stay hydrated. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, you look nice. Thank you, you thank, you, thank you, thank you. Professional. Oh, yeah. Let me let me fix my. Is that good? The other way. Yeah, yeah, the other way. Oh. The other other way. What's there it? you go. There you go. Okay. Sharp. Okay. Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> y'all, Kyle is my favorite person. Oh, your mama said, "Let's go." Okay. Let's go. <laughs> Bro, the clubhouse fam is in here tough. So, welcome hey, everybody. Hey. Um, you guys, if you don't know, this is my friend Kyle. Kyle, this is uprooted welcome um Thanks. thank you so thank you so much for having me by the way oh what do you mean thank you for coming on what yeah. are you talking about Caleb uh, <laughs> is not like a in the in the spotlight person so this is a big treat for you all um this guy I still don't understand how how we became friends I really like sometimes I'm like how is this man my friend like <laughs> 
he's so phenomenal so I'm like no I just have like cool ass friends now everywhere I turn I'm like it's a it's somebody doing dope work um and you have blessed me with the honor of um you know kind of not not introducing you to the community but you know like giving you a platform and a space to like actually like tell the community like you know I'm actually out here (laughs) like you know like there are Habesha people out here doing big things and like being a role model just even by representation. So I'm like honored to have you. I'm so excited because you're also my friend. So I'm going to try to like not be funny and goofy <laughs> on the show. But like, it's okay if we are. Oh, Benny said, um, looking nice. Okay, we're not going to acknowledge hey. the other comment because, you know. Uh, Yamana said he's everyone's favorite brother. So, Kalabia, can you tell the people just a little bit about yourself? Like, I got introduced to you as Fable's cousin, yeah, but, yeah. you know, you have other titles than this, you know? Yeah, um, yeah my name is Caleb. <clears throat> um, I live in Kansas City. Uh, born in Ethiopia, came here at the age of nine. Uh, you know, the same, the, same, uh, the same lines that everybody did. Um, I'm, in, I'm in finance, uh, specifically investment banking, uh, private equity. Um, yeah, so that's what I've been doing for a number of years. Um, yeah, it's just a little bit about me. and Yeah. <laughs> yes, I love it when you play like, oh, yeah, yeah, I just do normal shit. Like, you know, like, I, you know, that's it. I just do financial. Banking. So you said this to me and I said, um, sir, what, is, what do you mean financial? Like, what, what is that? Like, you're a bank teller? Like, no, that's, that can't possibly be what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, so for the younger audience who might not understand even what you mean by um, that industry, can you break down, like, what does that actually mean? Like, even just a basic definition. Yeah, so investment banking is, is essentially like the backbone of banking on its own. So mm-hmm. it's uh, banking for large corporations and things of that nature, um, structuring deals like M&A deals. So anytime, like, large corporations are being sold, there is an investment bank that, that facilitates that transaction. So things mm-hmm. like that. So just uh, Wall Street is essentially investment banking. Yeah, so oh, mm-hmm. you to five percent. Uh, uh, we, 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 we're trying. <laughs> we're trying to get Ooh. up there, y'all. Listen. We're trying. We're trying to be the one percent. You know? We're trying to be the one. We're trying to be yeah. the one. We need more Tagados to be the one. No, so that's really exciting for me because I think all of us like think about Wall Street as this like huge, scary, like you know, I don't know, like place, like you know what I mean, yep. like this untapped industry that like you gotta like fight your way into. Um, but sometimes when I talk to you, I'll be like, damn, it's just a building with a door. Like I just can walk in, you know? Um, and so for me, could you, or not even just for me, but for the audience, can you explain like, even what was your path to getting into financial, like investing? Like, you know what I mean? Like it was a have a shot thing. Like your parents were like, ah, you got to go be in this field or like, did you just peep shit early, you know? Yeah, um, I, I've had like, uh, so I, I, I want, I've known that I wanted to go into finance for a number of years. Uh, but I mean, the same same thing, I think you kind of just said it right now, uh, our parents have our, their own, um, I guess, plan for us and things like that. Uh, mm-hmm. So for me, for my parents, a big thing is like, hey, we're paying for college, you're going to become a doctor, right? That was a big push that, that was pushed on me. Um, mm-hmm. Like, you know, coming out of college, like, or high school, uh, had an opportunity to uh, all, like take college classes, blah, blah, blah and mainly uh, science-based classes. So that, that was the big push that my, my dad was, you know, really adamant about. Uh, so I have a biology, biology degree I don't use, you know? Um, you didn't tell me that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wow. yeah, I do. Yeah, so. You have but, a whole biology. I'm going to find a way for you to use that. But anyways, continue. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> I, I did that just because, uh, you know, I, I did pre-med, et cetera. But, you know, 
got accepted to uh, University of Kansas Business School. I, I knew that that's what I wanted to do. I didn't know the specific area in finance that I wanted to go into. Mm-hmm. Um, and while I was at KU, I, you know, I had an opportunity to, to be a TA uh, for a finance class. Uh, within that process, it was a scholarly research-based uh, um, um, job, I guess. And that opportunity uh, got me introduced to a lot of different people that I typically wouldn't be introduced to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think one big thing that people should take away is like uh, your network is the biggest thing, right? It's okay. not always what you know, it's who you know. Um, so in that process, yeah, man, in that process, uh, um, I worked closely with a, with a, a guy that worked, uh, he was a, a CFO of Pegasus Group. Pegasus Group is a private equity firm focusing, I mean, a private equity firm based in California, focused on commercial mm-hmm. real estate, specifically uh, um, hospitality along with self-storage. So I had that opportunity to work with that individual very closely within our scholarly research. And within that uh, end of that semester, you know, um, he approached me and offered me a job while I was in, co- while I was in college and I took it, you know, I got okay. my first glimpse into what private equity is. And uh, I know like the, the, these words seem like big things, but they're really not. Private equity is essentially um, the use of other funds or other people's money or a collective to uh, invest, mm-hmm. right? So if you think of any companies like Forever 21, uh, H&M, any, any companies, right? They're owned by a private equity structure, right? There is, there is a, a group or a firm that has allocated, uh, allocated funding from yep. uh, both private and public sector to, to deploy that capital and uh, invest in, in whatever that, 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 that business is. So had that introduction and it was a mind blowing process for me. Um, you know, uh, growing up, like, you know, my parents are entrepreneurs as an entrepreneur. That was something yep. that was always pushed on me, right? Like, I mean, obviously like they want you to become doctor, this and that, this and that. That's just whatever that is, but it, I mean, I, like, I, <laughs> I have a couple theories, but we're gonna, yeah. we'll save them for later. <laughs> yeah. But, but like, I mean, uh, I, I always had a good understanding of like, even whatever, um, even pursuing that it's the end goal is not to be an employee it's to be, uh, to be a business owner, right. To have okay. the ability to buy time. Right. Mm. That's the big thing. And um, wait, wait, wait. you saying a lot of gems, hold on. I got to uh, slow you down. Cause okay, you know, sorry. me and you, this is yeah, that yeah. cloth talk. And like, we've had some years working in business to understand the lingo. So I got to like slow down though, because first and foremost, you dropped some gems earlier. I want to, I don't want us to miss this because, you know, I got some note takers. Okay. I got some note takers in here, some (laughs) gem catchers because they pay attention. First and foremost, you said your network is your net worth. Is that what, or is is that what I just said? I don't know. Your network is your net worth. Yeah. Because the way that you got the job was not because that was your major. That wasn't because that was the field you were trying to be in. You happened to be in position. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you were in position to meet somebody um, and make a relationship with that person in order for you to be offered a position. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. That wasn't because like, you know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't because that was what you were aiming to do. It was like you put yourself in position to be there. Yeah, yeah. So uh, within this, like, you know, I, I, at this specific time, I was uh, focused on finance and I was a, I was a TA for finance class. Yeah. Right. So like, uh, but it was just the fact that like, you know, we, uh, our, our research was so close with these individuals, you know, they, they came out, you know, I want to say like 12 times that, that semester, right? Worked mm-hmm. very closely and they just really, it, 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 honestly, it's just communicating, right? Communicating yeah. and really like talking about what you want, what, what your aspirations are and things like that. And it came from that, obviously, like, um, there was a time period in which that individual had to see my, my progression and who I am, what my wants, et cetera, are. But what I've learned is uh, individuals in position are more than willing to help you if you're able to really vocalize and put it out there, right? 
and that's that that, like that opportunity changed my life. Yeah, yeah, I'm you know we we talk about this all the time. Yeah, that's why I just have to throw that yeah, in there yeah, for them. Yeah. I was like, that sounded like you manifested a whole lot of shit. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, definitely, and that opportunity really changed my life. Just had perspective in terms of you know I I came like while in college I'm doing. I mean, you know, beforehand, you know, we're doing modeling and things like that. But like when you're doing the real hand uh, experience, it's completely different. Right. So starting out, mm -hmm. I started doing deals at six million dollar valuation and up. And, and it was more like, you know, like so you look at these. Yeah, that like made me want to clutch my pearls. Because okay? <laughs> you be saying these numbers and I'm still working up to that. And, my, you know, yeah. my audience, we still working up to that. OK, so when you be like, yeah, just casually. You're gassing me up. Yeah, gassing you know, we're up. working with. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, you know, I have to. Yeah. This is my job. What are you talking about? Yeah. Like, <laughs> quite literally, this is the kind of casual talk my friends have, guys. It stresses me out. Because this nigga be like, no, no, no. That, you know, I just started at six. But now, psh, that's nothing. Because we're talking about this. And I'm like, whoa, Kyla, listen, the average, <laughs> the average person um you know growing up in the hood who is living on section eight okay is not yeah. thinking in those numbers so for those people who are still in like that grind phase of like just even getting their brain operating to the point where like that's a possibility right because there's people who think a hundred thousand is a lot of money you yeah, know what i'm saying yeah yeah so like not like understandably what you're saying is true though in the sense that like when you think of when you understand that money is a tool right and that it's a it's a limitless tool because it's not actually real, right? Like money yeah. is not fit. Like money is not even real anymore, bro. We use our yeah. card, right? Yeah. So like money is a tool. So we can say easily like, oh yeah, six million, hundred million, one fifty, one bill. Like you know what I'm saying? Like we can say that because we are at the point where we understand like the actual value of a dollar and how to flip that. But for the people who are a little younger watching and skewing younger. Well, you throw out six million. I was like, "Ooh, you said yeah. you started what?" <laughs> like, yeah. So I had to, I have to pause you sometimes because you know you up here now. You gotta remember the little people starting somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. No, I feel you. So to put it in perspective, uh, uh, <laughs> to put it in perspective. <laughs> we have, so the homies are friend? here to bring, some, yeah, to bring some tahlo. Uh oh. There's a tahlo break. That's okay. Yeah, Go ahead. Yeah. Handle that for the culture. For the culture. One time for the culture. Yeah. yeah. One time for the culture. <laughs> yeah. The hello on on live on live right yeah. now. Um. And while you live. have, while you have yeah. that gosha, what I'll yeah. tell people, I don't even like that word. Okay. But anyways, yeah. what yeah. I'll tell people, I say, is it good? Okay. Wait. Finish. Go ahead. Swallow. So good. Um. So good. Yamana said, "Crypto is the new currency. Yes, assets over anything." Um, if Mario said, I'm talking single digits when it comes to dollars, okay? <laughs> I'm crying. I'm, I'm crying. <laughs> I'm not, like, no, literally. But what what I was going to say is let's let's break that down in an understandable way because culturally we get it, right? So, like, when you talk about financial banking, right? Or, um, yeah, I always for mix up the Investment terminology. Banking. Thank yeah, you. There you go. Um, that's uku. Yeah, like yeah. in our culture, it's uku. So like if for those of you who are hip and if you're not, if you're a little bit more disconnected, our parents have community banking in yeah. which all your all your parents put money into a collective pot and it goes to a different person each whatever, however you break it down each month, each week, like it depends on the amount. And yeah. this is essentially giving you a loan. Like you have yeah. a lump sum of money with no interest that if you're yeah. smart, you invest it into something that will grow the money back, like, you know, tenfold, you know what I mean? Um, 
not everyone does it, but yeah. if, if you're smart, that's how our, our parents were able to buy businesses, you know what I mean? To get cars, to pay for their student, you know, their kids' tuition, whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. So we've always like, as a culture, had these kind of structures, but we don't name it the same way. So what you're talking about is how this is structured in the global society. Yeah, you know, you know what's funny? The funny thing is I'm so glad that you brought it up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, oftentimes that people like, they have a hard time like conceptualizing and understanding like why foreign people are successful, right? Mm-hmm. They come into this country and they're able to really take on a larger challenge and able to accomplish a larger, uh, a larger goal, right? And mm-hmm. that's simple things. What you just said, the concept is essentially community banking, right? Mm-hmm. And th- th- that in its whole is investment banking, but it's just at a larger level. And it's, yeah. just, it's, it's all about how do you allocate funding to create uh, businesses and uh, income, right? So yeah. cash flow, and that, that's all it is. And, it's, um, and within that, kind of going back into like why, why I feel like individuals that come from other countries are so successful is because like they have deep rooted principles, right? So mm-hmm. like oftentimes, like, you know, people might say like, you know, I don't know that much about business, et cetera. But like, if you look at the fundamental things that, that our parents have taught us, that's really it. You know what I mean? Uh, living below your means, right? Like, so I wasn't, you know, I, like I, within a lot of different investment uh, um, um, opportunities that, I, that, that, that I've had, I've really, mm-hmm. really, really lived below my means, sacrificed a lot, right? Mm-hmm. To, to make that happen, you know, every single dollar counts. So I'm glad that you brought it up. And yeah, we, we already know this. It's just more of understanding how it connects to a larger picture. That's all. That's really all. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. what, what you're essentially doing and you're able, you know, um, by your networking and and, um, and just being smart, right? Like I really tell yeah. people half the stuff I'm able to get done. It's not because I know how to do it. I know somebody who knows how to do it. Like, mm-hmm. That's my skill. I'm a connector. Yeah. I'm a plug, right? Yeah. Um, and what I tell people is like, I, if I have a business question at my small business level, Caleb's going to tell me to answer for a big business level, right? Yeah. Which yeah. is like cool for me because I have a business background so I can understand, okay, cool. That's where I'm scaling to because I need to know what my larger goal is. Yeah. Um, and Caleb will tell you like, no, like you have financing options. Like yeah. there's, yeah. there's ways to accomplish things and you use other people's money. Like yep. the yep. scam. OPM, OPM is, is what it is. OPM. I'm other people's you, money. That, That's all yes, it is. The scam of America is they will tell you, you got to be successful. You got to do it on your own. You got to do it by your bootstraps. Okay. But they did it by credit. Yep, okay, yep. and they did it by somebody else's money, and yep. the reason they're able to get credit is because they understood the value of a credit score younger. Yep. So yep. you have like um non like non Africans or non immigrants in this country, right? That put their children on bills, right? That put yep. their children on accounts so that by yep. the time their kid is in college, they already have a credit score, yep. right? So they're already yep. ahead of the curve. Most of us didn't learn about credit until we got to 18 and we got credit in the mail and we literally just started running up money that wasn't ours because yeah. we didn't understand like, oh, you have to pay this back with interest. Yep, you yep. Know? So you are being able to do it from an inside perspective and like make money for other people and for businesses. So can you kind of explain what that is on a macro level? So because there's a lot more terminology for sure. Yeah. So in regards to credit, like the, the same application that, it, that, that that would take on an individual basis is the same mm-hmm. thing that it would be for a business. Right. 
uh, same exact thing. Like, you know, you have your personal credit. There's a business credit, you know, mm -hmm. like a uh, business credit is a lot more lenient. Uh, you're able to have a lot more funding and things like that. But it's mm -hmm. essentially establishing that, right? Um, I mean, and, and, and that's all it is, you know, and I kind of want to go back to like, I want to simplify things and really make it simple for people. You know, sure. I talked about like the deals that we were doing, uh, minimum of $6 million valuation. Uh, that's, the, that's the minimum that we would touch. And most likely it would be somewhere around 30 to 40 million, right? Those mm -hmm. sound like a, a large amount of number, but that's not how it is. It's, it's more of like, um, these are income producing assets, right? So we're like specifically for these, for what I'm talking about right now, it was uh, mm -hmm. hotel deals, right? So when you're mm -hmm. looking at a hotel, we're going at, we're going in it, right? In, in regards to like looking at the financial statements, uh, income statement, general ledger, et cetera. It's mm -hmm. understanding the health of the organization and where that's going, right? What is it producing on a month to month, right? So uh -huh. although these numbers sound like a big number um, on paper, like on paper, but like in actuality, they're not, you know? Um, mm -hmm. You know, as, a, as an organization, you're, you're raising uh, maybe 20% of that equity, you know what I mean? And that equity can come from anywhere. That same concept as you said, Equilb, right? Um, yeah. I, I, like uh, what, what I'm trying to really, really uh, clarify and get through is a $100 deal and a $100 million deal is the same deal. It's the mm -hmm. same the steps that it would bigger. take. It's just it. That there's nothing else, though. It's the same exact steps. You'll have the same exact hiccups. Things might change, but it's the same exact concept, right? And one thing, you know, we talk about manifesting. We talk about all these different things is, um, like, you, your, will, your, your will and your, your words, right, are so important, right? Within mm -hmm. this field or within any field, right? if you're wanting to be successful, you should not have the mindset of I can't, right? It's how mm -hmm. can I? I never say I can't. You get what I'm saying? There's never yeah. not enough money. You know what I mean? There's always money, right? Like understanding Somewhere. where we're at right now. Oh, there's mm -hmm. always money. There's always money. You know, money is just looking for a home. That's all it is. You know what I mean? Amen. So and you like, got to call that shit in. Like tell the yep. universe, I'm here ready to receive. Yep. yep. Feel and free then to do, throw it my way. Yep. Exactly. Like manifest that and then actually uh, go further from that and actually like uh, create an actionable item in which mm -hmm. you're able to, um, you know, allocate deals, right? Once you have the deal, the money will come. You know what I mean? Um, that's, that's, that's a big thing. And uh, like, you know, when we talk about these large numbers and stuff like that, I, I want, I don't want people to focus on the numbers. Uh, they don't mean anything. It's just focus on the process, right? How did this come about? You know what I mean? Um, are you able to do this? Right. Mm -hmm. And like, uh, w w within our culture, it's so easy. I, I, I think it's very hard. It's, it's, it might be difficult for like, let's say, um, I don't know, an African-American here in the States, right. To, mm -hmm. to, to really grasp the concept of like, a generational wealth and things of that nature right but like we're one or two generations separated right like we came from straight from Adi, so it's like oh, well. people that are there you look at the most successful people that are there what do they own they own real estate they own viable businesses how do they accomplish that that's it <laughs> that's literally it right and those, those same steps yeah it, it doesn't matter what country you are it doesn't matter where you are same exact processes that, that yeah. take it so that, that's that's big thing yeah yeah, I remember when we talked and then I was like, oh, yeah, you and my dad are going to get along. Like, yeah, I was like, I just remember. He's an awesome guy. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, you and my dad are going to get along. So the reason why I'm able to talk this cloth talk with, uh, with Caleb is because my dad is the same in terms of entrepreneurship. Um, and, like, I remember very specifically, and this goes even to, like, rebuilding Tigray, which I want yeah. um, to touch on, right? <clears throat> because the reason why we want to talk about finances on this level and like really break down this barrier of like this really isn't scary guys it's just a system right yeah. um and i'm gonna use monopoly as a metaphor because this yeah. is literally like if you guys understand monopoly you understand how these how the world is set up okay because it's literally how the world is set up um my dad knew very early on like after you know we got here and we got settled he started investing 
in real estate back home right away. That was like his number one priority was like, we have to buy land and we have to start building businesses to boost the economy. He was like, if you, if you have businesses, you have employees, you feed more people, you know what I mean? Cause they have families. But if you just go hand to mouth and you just keep giving your, your, you know, all you're doing is providing shelter and food, then they'll always be reliant on you. So like my yeah. dad's always been like, you need to be that way. So me and Caleb understand each other because you got to like think bigger because we're trying to feed more people and we're trying to sustain a, a whole economy, which is like, if we scared of 6 million, what are we going to do with 6 million people? That's a dollar a person. You know what yep, I'm saying? Yep. Yeah. So like that's how y'all have to break it down. A dollar a person is what he's saying is is the least minimum evaluation <laughs> that the company's willing to take on. So that to me is like, all right, let's pay attention to monopoly. If you guys are familiar with the game, everyone knows the most important piece is boardwalk. Yeah. You feel me? And why is it always right by like the if you miss boardwalk, you go to jail. Yeah. <laughs> you notice yep. that? Yeah. Like you gonna go there, you gonna go there and maybe get rich, or you gonna go there and maybe be bankrupt. Like yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. But if you're smart, you have other assets, other places that you can sell off so that you don't lose everything, right? Yeah. So I'm trying to teach you guys that even in if you pay attention to these games, if you can understand Monopoly, then what what Khaled is talking about should make sense. Yep. One, I want, I want uh, you to speak on one thing, right? When your dad was doing these processes, right? Like, I mean, mm -hmm. I, I think that like, um, there is like, um, I don't know, like uh, here, like here in America, right? Or just people overall, but I would say like here, here in the States, people wear their wealth. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, they have no, no sense of ownership. It, it, you know, it's like, go buy a $150,000 house, but live in an apartment, you know? Yeah crazy crazy concept so i i would love for you to speak on that like because I, like, I kind of touched on it earlier and said like how you sacrificed everything right like that's i, I think that's one thing like that i really really want to put out there right it's like how do you how to how do you minimize your overall costs on a month-to-month -month basis right like for example like I'll, I'll give a quick 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 example right let's say you're living in a two-bedroom apartment or a one-bedroom apartment you're paying you're paying fifteen hundred dollars a month right for mm -hmm. rent right that fifteen hundred dollars a month is equivalent to about a um uh what two hundred fifty thousand dollars in mortgage, right? Okay. So if you were able to get into a deal, like right? you bought it, you bought a house, right? You bought a duplex where you lived on one side and rented the other, right? And you were able to cover your costs in full. Let's say you were mm -hmm. in the deal for, I don't know, like let's say three hundred fifty, right? And you're renting one unit for fifteen hundred dollars or two thousand dollars a month, right? At a minimum, you're able to cover your mortgage or you're able to minimize your overall costs, right? So things mm -hmm. like that, you know, when people say like this is the crazy thing to me, like, I don't have money, right? Yeah. Like, where is the money that, like, like you're, you're not really, like, understanding where your money at the, at the current time is, right? But if you yeah. really look at it, instead of saying, like, I don't have the money, I don't have this, I don't have that, understand what you do have, where your money is going. If your large amount of it is rent, right, or that, whatever that is, get into a deal, get into a, get, get into something in which you're able to minimize that and have an ownership, and then you, you reduce your month to month, you know what I mean? So things yeah. like that, you know? Or even like move like this whole like move back to your parents' house. You know what I mean? Makes no sense. Oh. You know what I mean? Like people need to eat. Like people people need to. Uh, can I cuss on here? Yes. Is, is that, people need yes. to eat shit. You feel me? <laughs> you gotta <laughs> eat shit. You know. You, know what I mean? you, you sound really like gotta Gary. Sacrifice. Gary yeah. V. Let them know. Yeah, yeah. No, no. You really, you really, you really, really gotta eat shit. Like you really have to uh, be selfless in the sense of like, I mean, like you, you gotta think of the future, right? Mm -hmm. Today means nothing, right? It's just like how can I 
um, how, how, how can I make the most amount of money right now and then take yeah. that lump sum and roll it over to something else? That's it. Yeah. There's nothing else that's important. You know what I mean? That's it. That's the only yeah. thing. You we are trying to get you to play a game of multiplication, okay? Not addition of sub and subtraction. Yeah. We want you yeah. to get to the other part of PEMDAS, okay? Because yeah. these niggas yeah. stick, <laughs> they be stuck at the first part. I'd be yeah. like, no, we need some multiplication, okay? Yeah. Um, and then division, you need to divide your costs. So if you if you this is what I tell people, because they'd be like, How do you do all this healing, all this whatever stuff, right? And to answer your question, even with my dad, like I know I have a, I have a temporary, that's a temporary situation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's like, you have to have a mental resilience that I am not my circumstances. Yeah. Right. Love like that. I, and, and I explained this to someone yesterday. My mom has the most confidence. Like there's no reason why she should have, you know what I mean? This amount of confidence. Yeah. But the one thing she always said is I don't let people treat me like I'm poor. Yeah. Cause like, it doesn't matter how much money I have. I have value. Right. So, like, my parents never, I didn't value money, like, even from a young age, I never valued money as, like, my self-worth. I felt like yeah. that was, like, what the universe was trying to teach me, or, yeah. like, society, I should say, not the universe. Um, but my dad was always so, like, no problem. He, I, I call it his Hakuna Matata mentality. Yeah. It's just, like, oh, no problem, no problem. Because, like, to them, they understood survival. Like, they understood Maslow's hierarchy of need without Maslow, okay? They yep. understood, at the end of the day, if I have food, shelter, um, you know, I have, like, I have a way to control my temperature, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. heat, your whatever. Yep. Your very basic fundamentals, everything yep. on top of that is extra. 100%. Right? So, like, I never felt like I didn't have, I was just always really conscious of, like, Oh, other like I almost had the other problem where I was like, I have enough. There's people who need more. You 100%. know what I mean? Yeah. So like my dad was always like we were always very aware of our circumstance, but why we were in that circumstance. And it was like, no, we're immigrants, so we need assistance because we yeah. don't have anything. Everybody who came came with nothing. Yeah. So they learned the government like systems, the welfare systems, the all the whatever like safety nets there were. They yep. learned them, they used them, but they also had each other and yep. the community banking and the the larger idea of like, I don't want short, I don't want short term like comfort. I want yep. long term stability. And yep. so it was okay that we were in a smaller place. It was okay that whatever the case is, we're just going to continue to like go bigger and better. Right. And so yep. for yep. like, my dad was one of those people and this is one of his things too. And what I will say is like, Pay attention to what people will spend their money on. Yeah. That will tell you what their priorities are. Yeah. Um, and for my dad, he was like, our, his priority was that my kids live in a safe neighborhood. Yeah. Like for all the violence he had suffered, like it was very important for him that his kids had a safe neighborhood. So instead, like that was the one thing he wasn't willing to sacrifice. So he yeah. would pay more in rent if it meant that like we were in a safer neighborhood with good schools. Yeah you know, and we would move on. Um, and then we would move, you know, to a little nicer neighborhood and, and we would just keep doing that. But it was always yeah. like, it was always like the cheapest thing in the nice neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was like just enough to get you into like the right school system or whatever, but it was never over the top. And yeah. I think he did such a good job, actually, that um, I had got offered, like to go to a private school, 
on yep. like a half scholarship or something. I don't know. And this was elementary school. And yep. I remember like distinctly looking at him and I said, no. And he's like, why? And I was like, because the school I'm at already requires you like to stay in this neighborhood. You're already working a full-time job. He was working two full-time jobs actually. Um, and he would like around the clock, like I'd see him in spurts. So I was yeah. like, if, if I put any more pressure on you, I'm not going to see you at all. And I'd yeah. rather see you and spend this time with you than you to work a second job or a third job yeah. or, or stress yourself even more um, for an education that's probably only a little bit better. Like, because yeah. I knew like the type of student I was, like I read books on my own. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't really need teachers, right? Um, so it was like at a very young age, I had an understanding of like wealth um yeah. and like you know money really is a tool but I think I went to the side of being really really frugal and being scared to like take big risks so yeah. you were just like the person that's like it's really not that big of a risk I'm like okay let me tell you if you have a hundred million dollars right now and you lost it tomorrow the sun is still gonna come up nothing's yeah. gonna happen to you you know what I mean and I think one thing that like I mean you, you touched on a lot is gratitude right mm-hmm. like understanding being thankful for what you have and mm-hmm. having a long-term objective of like, yo, I want to accomplish this. And it's like, what did, what, I mean, you brought up Gary Vee. He's my guy, right? He, he, like, him. this is, this is somebody that everybody should go follow, right? Mm-hmm. Like, listen, putting yourself in a mindset, right? For me, I was able to accomplish things in life by just mindset. You get what I'm saying? I'm not smarter than anybody. I'm not anything than anybody, but you know, I, I like, I'm, I'm there. <laughs> I'm there doing the work. You know what I mean? Oh, you're disciplined um, that's, as shit, that's, 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 all, that's all it is. That's all, it's really all it is, you know? But, yeah. but I mean, you, you, you touched on a lot of things, and that's, that's, that's really what I want to, like, you touched on a lot of uh, principles of success, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that, like, we wouldn't generally think about, but, you know, they teach it in the, in, in, in the Western world, universities, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. But, like, we've learned it within our culture, right? So it's mm-hmm. really tapping into that and understanding that and, and, and making that into fruition, right? Because every, like, you know, with, with what's happening back home, everybody's wanting to help, everybody's wanting to invest, right? But you can't help yourself. I mean, you can't help back home if you can't help yourself, right? So mm-hmm. for me, one big thing is like really uh, pushing this narrative of like, yo, this is, this is very simple. You know, you need to just get out. Because the thing is like, pe- people go buy Starbucks every day. Every day. <laughs> but but, but they, don't, they don't own a single Starbucks stock. It makes no sense. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. you could have just been like so many different concepts. You know what I mean? It's like understanding yeah, that. When like, you is said that's... people, that's me too. <laughs> oh, I, 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 that's, that's everybody. Yeah, you know, that's everybody. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, yeah. But it's just, just those little, little, little things. They really, mm-hmm. really add up, you know? And if you're able to put yourself in a position uh, to, 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 I don't know, to invest and just really like, I don't know, grow for you and your family, you're able yeah. to do, you're, you're able to make a significant amount of impact back home or wherever that case. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And so I, I'm, yeah, I'm just trying, the goal was to demystify it for folks. So I hope that that is coming across. The comments are going in. So I think it is. Um, (laughs) I think it is. They're they're telling you, Dr. Khalib, um, I think I saw, yeah, Wealth Wealth Wednesdays, okay, with Khalib. You know, I could produce it. You know, I could (laughs) produce it. You know, you got to produce a friend around here. Yeah. You can figure out how to how to make the money out of it. That's you, but <laughs> I can uh, produce stuff. I, I, um, I am good. I, I'm 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 uh, I'm happy that you brought me on. I'm 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 very thankful. I've yeah, this is this is amazing. We're having yeah. I'm having a conversation with my friend, and everybody's able to just just so be just here. Join. So. That's what I'm saying. I'm exactly. Talking about. Be, we be chilling because we have this type yeah. of conversation all the time. But 
the other part of it um that i wanted to tie into was like rebuilding tigray right and like uh, conceptualizing like y'all might be thinking of like i want to rebuild a a hospital or i want to rebuild a house but when we think about the magnitude of what rebuilding actually means we really need to think about i want to develop uh this infrastructure right like we got to think in a larger scale and you talk about this and this is the work you actually do is investing in larger um commercial real estate so can you kind of break down that that process of what what would even be something that people could theoretically do i mean it's anything and everything right like um all all infrastructure is affected um so the simplest things that you would think here in the states are are, they, they, they they make a significant amount of impact back home right Mm-hmm. Uh, I think for me, I focus on housing, right? Uh, I have a, a company called Herford Capital, a uh, small company or eight of us. Uh, we do we do investment banking consulting along with uh, um, the actual investment side, right? So mm-hmm. um, we, we have about $250 million in assets and management. And then we have a development arm in which we are um, developing commercial real estate, right? Uh, specifically, um, we, have, we, we, have a, we have a project right now that's office buildings, but our primary focus is affordable housing and uh, just uh, just multifamily housing, right? So mm-hmm. for me, my big focus is providing housing, right? So um, how how do I like? I can kind of tell you just a little breakdown of uh, what I'm doing. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm actually we're closing uh, we're closing a thirty million dollar fund at the end of November. That's an Africa based fund. I'm working with an amazing amazing uh, partner uh, based in Uganda. Um, this lady has her tenure in um, just in the, in the public sector. Worked in the UN, African Union, etc. She actually worked in Ethiopia. Went back mm-hmm. to her home country. Um, a little story about her is uh, she started volunteering and getting into uh, these these type of environments. Uh, at age of 17, she volunteered um, for Habitat for Humanity in Uganda. Within that process, um, she was able to see that, you know, these houses are just simple boxes, right? Uh, the head of Habitat for Humanity came to visit. She had a conversation with them. The conversation was, hey, you know, who makes the decisions uh, to have these houses be like this, right? Because the basic amenities such as bathrooms, sinks, all those stuff, they weren't there. It's just a box, right? Mm-hmm. And the answer, to the, the, uh, the answer he gave her was, you make the decision, right? Mm-hmm. You guys are supposed to be the ones that are organizing and structuring, et cetera, right? So that really resonated with her, went into the public sector, and then, you know, at a later time, came to the private. She's been developing, had an opportunity to meet her about two and a half years ago. We've been working ever since. Um, and yeah, so, uh, so we're doing some developments there. But the big thing that came out of that was uh, she has a partnership, and I guess we have a partnership with the a company called Safari that's based in uh, um, Spain. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if you guys, I mean, have you heard of like uh, fabricated homes or um, that kind of, kind of concept? You know, I so, watch but, HGTV, okay? Yeah. So <laughs> I know, but for the audience, y'all take notes. And also, yeah. you know, because I know we'd be on this NDA shit. So I was like, you know, just make sure I'm not asking you questions that you can't no, answer. No, 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 I wouldn't answer. I wouldn't answer if I can't Yeah, you, can't you. You'd be like, Ruta, I'd be like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I, <laughs> so out of that, of that, of that. I cracked that. myself up. I told you I was going to try not to be funny, but no, she's, no, when you told me about her, she was amazing. I was like, yeah, she amazing did what? I was like, yeah, she did how? And so yeah. fabricated homes are like really structurally easy to build but i'll let you like yeah built home so a similar concept as a fab home so if we look at houses here in the states houses are made with uh like 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 lumber right mm-hmm. um so a typical house like you know four bedroom house four thousand square feet you can build it in six months period right uh back home that's not the case you know we use brick and mortar to build houses 
And so that, that process could be, you know, a year and a half to two years. Right. So mm -hmm. understanding that like her big thing was uh, bridging that gap of affordable, affordable housing uh, and specifically in Uganda, which is her country. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. the, the, the housing gap was about 11 million houses. Right. So uh, the ability to scale at, at a high level was it's not there. Right. You're not able to scale. Um, so understanding that she started looking for different solutions. Uh, we're in, we're in a place in like in world in which, uh, women play a significant factor, right? There's a lot of organizations and funds that, that focus on minorities and then women leaders, right? Um, so just with our tenure, with our experience company, uh, called Safari reached out to her and they're based out of, uh, Spain. Uh, they have operations in Italy, et cetera. Um, yeah, so she's an exclusive partner and distributor and manufacturer for all of Africa and has the first right for. Uh, Middle East. So uh, wouldn't that partners? So essentially what it is, is uh, uh, these, these houses are built with steel and uh, um, a, a different kind of composite, right? Mm -hmm. So the, the structure would be the same. The foundational structure would be the same. It's just all the different, like, you know, like the walls, right? These drywalls, these panels would yeah. come already prefabricated and it's more assembled in the house. So uh, in terms of timing, right, it's mm -hmm. uh, a project that would take a year and a half to two years is cut down by six months, right? So this is a big thing. Uh, she's able to, uh, well, within our partnership, we're able to come into this market and make a, a significant amount of impact just because of the fact that um, other, de other developers can, would not be able to compete in regards to the timing, right? So it's yeah. a two-part deal. Um, my deal is focused on uh, more the, the, um, the manufacturing play. So right now we've developed uh, somewhere around 50 properties. Mm -hmm. um, and then just kind of using that as a concept of, of um individuals seeing like, you know, what, what the housing structures and et cetera are. Uh, but the biggest cost that we faced was uh, um, transportation, right? So the, the transportation costs would cost more than the materials. So understanding that uh, we're building a manufacturing plant right now uh, that, 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 that will be launched off after November. Um, and from that, it's more of like, you know, um, kind of emerging. And so we, we have close to like $60 million um, a letter of intent. So like developers and things like that, they're more than willing to work with you. And uh, built in this format just because of the fact that, I mean, how can you compete with somebody that's finishing it in six months and you have a year and a yeah. half, two years, right? So, yeah, I mean, like, it's... Mm -hmm. Vinny had a good comment in here. He said most houses in the U.S. Um, are fabricated. And yep. as someone who lives in a planned development, a.k.a. the suburbs, right? Yep. Um, we see houses go up in like ha like maybe six, probably more than six months, right? But yep. we literally see... Um, like the the area that we live in in the burbs was like the end of aurora at one point okay yeah. we are no longer the end because yeah. when i tell you like they have built like suburb of after suburb after sub it's like the whole thing stretches like at least like 10 more miles south right yeah. um and it's because colorado has just so much land and when they legalize marijuana everybody started to move here so yeah. all of that extra income tax that they were not income tax but income or no just tax in general that they were able to collect they have hella money to develop and they need to develop housing because at one point we had like eight thousand people moving into the city or like the state at once right every yeah. month so you have to understand they're gonna go to developers that are winning these contracts right these are not even this is not their money these are this yep. is all other people's o OPM. money. OPM. OPM. Other people's money. Okay. This is all yep. everybody else's money. Yep. But because they understand and they have a, an infrastructure themselves, right, to actually develop a, a and and sell homes, they have a marketing team, they have they have the organization 
that can get this stuff done, the government's going to go with that. So that's why yeah. you see KB homes or, you know, whatever the thing is, like you see these, everyone kind of has those typical model homes because these companies have like been able to be so efficient and have um, the connections and the know-how to get these things done. It's not because they're better than anybody. Like, yeah. It's literally not. It's like, if, if anything, they were just, they just got the, the heads up on, on how to, you know, play the system and yep, play yep. Monopoly and they play Monopoly with everybody else's money. Yep. Like they're literally the banker and they're literally playing with other people's money and getting richer because other people are not use, using their money for anything. Like yep. if you're not going to use your money, somebody else will. Yeah. And I'd be learning that shit every other couple of years. I'm like, damn, every time I start doing something else, I'm like, okay, I need to take a different risk. But as, as an entrepreneur, that's something you have to learn is that sometimes you're going to be down because you're investing in other things that will bring you a bigger return. You just yeah. have to find the level that you're comfortable at. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. what is too broke for you? <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, and then just stay right above it. Um, and then you'll be able to do this. But if you have like a really high level of stability that you want, it's going to be really hard for you to make the investments you need to make to make the money you want to make. Yeah. Is how I see it. Yeah, I mean, people need to move into their parents' house and eat peanut butter jelly sandwiches. To be honest Bro. with you, right? Like, it doesn't, like, you know, like, making six figures, right? You need to move and collect every single thing you have. It doesn't matter how much you're making. You know what I mean? It doesn't yeah. matter if you're making 50, 100, 200, whatever. It's like, I don't know. That, that's how I see it. And I, I like, like, uh, one thing I want to say, right? So one of our largest, one of our largest uh, private investors, right? Net worth is $150 million, right? If you saw this guy, you would never know. He drives a 2011 Toyota, like a uh, Avalon, that has like over 150,000 uh, over 150,000 miles. You yeah. know what I mean? So, yeah. <laughs> like, if it's he's doing truth. that and he's worth 150 million dollars, why are you driving a Beamer? What do why you are mean? you Steve Jobs this? wore the same outfit every day. Like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah. these niggas are not splurging crazy. Yep, yep. They really exactly. not. If anything, it irritates me more because I'm like, you know, you could do something with that money. You could, you could solve a couple of world problems. <laughs> like, yeah you could do that so we already know what the, what you know these people do with the amount of capital they have is yeah. oppress everybody else so unless we're willing to compete because we're not going to be able to just abolish the system overnight unless yeah. we're willing to compete we will not be able to sustain the change we want if we want actually to say that we want a sustainable peaceful tigray right we need a lot of fucking capital to do that yeah i don't like exactly. capitalism i think it's a joke right but if you understand it's a game and that money's a tool, then you need to be a player and not be the product. 100%. That's, that's really what I want people to understand. Like, you, you know, they say the same thing about social media. If you are the one on here buying shit, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you are on, on here getting sold to all day yeah. and you are not profiting off of this and you talk about, I don't have time, what you mean you don't have time? You yeah. had time to do all X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Like, so where, wherever you spend your time and wherever you spend your money, that will tell you where you're going to get. 100%. And one big thing is, like, I'm glad you touched on that. Money is only measured by time. There's no other factor that's measured by time. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So to put things into perspective, like, so inflation on average is 3%, right? Mm -hmm. that's, what they tell, they that's what they tell everybody, right? Um, how Wall Street makes money, right? Wall Street goes to the government right? Borrows money at 2%, less than 
so a percent under inflation, right? Okay. So they, they're they're never gonna lose. They're never gonna lose, right? Yeah. But understanding with the world that we're in right now, right? So forty percent of the currency that's ever been printed, right, mm-hmm. has been printed in the last eighteen months, right? Jesus Christ. Right. So that being said, how can inflation be three percent? It cannot. <laughs> it's impossible, right? Mm-hmm. So there's like there's a huge like so I mean in regards to real estate and uh, like or other other asset classes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like you see a high inflation, right? Like real estate is going up a significant amount. Um, cars right now, used cars. I, I have a car dealership here in Kansas City. Cars are like we've never sold yeah, more cars. Than a... Okay, we're going. <laughs> no, it's okay. We'll continue. skip that. So, yes. <laughs> yeah. So um, cars have never like I mean like a car that was selling for four thousand is selling for eight eight thousand, right? Like almost it's double crazy. things. Like... Exactly. Right. So your your car right now, right? You would be able to sell your car for mm-hmm. the same cost that you bought it for, brand new car that, that you like, you know, had for a year or whatever the case is, right? You would be able to sell it for the same price, if not more. You know what I mean? And so when you I look at things like that. this, I would, <laughs> to be honest with you, I would, right? Like I would, I don't think people should have car payments. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I say that to say that like, uh, there's a large bubble that's happening and the bubble is not assets. It's not spe- like specific. It's money is the bubble, right? Mm-hmm. They're never going to announce that inflation is going to be at 20%, right? I, yeah. I personally believe and a lot of individuals believe inflation currently is close to that 20% range, right? But mm-hmm. they cannot ever announce that because the minute that they announce that, they have to uh, subsidize everything. That means that Social Security is going to go up. All these mm-hmm. different things are going to go up. They're not going to do that. You get what I'm saying? So it's like right now or like like I'm going on a tangent, but I really kind of want to put this out there. Like yeah. um, during COVID, a lot of things have changed, right? The whole yeah. banking systems have changed, right? 2008, when it happened, mortgage-backed crisis, et cetera, oh. um, that was based on consumers, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So that was based on consumers. They were giving out loans to individuals that shouldn't have had they the loans. Should and not. Then, mm-hmm. Exactly. And then those loans were very well rates. Right. So like a two hundred thousand dollar loan uh, that you were paying, let's say you had two uh, percent, right, two point five percent, three percent or whatever that case is. Right. And you're paying about eleven hundred dollars a month, twelve hundred dollars a month. The minute that it jumps to nine percent, you know, you're you're now you're paying, you know, what, like four thousand dollars a month. You're not going to you're not or th- those numbers. Don't hold me on the numbers. Those are not right. But yeah. <laughs> um, it's a significant amount in which you're not going to be able to maintain that, right? So yeah. understanding that, like the difference between 2008 and now is banks understood that before banks were in the business of holding, like, you know, they're in the business of lending and holding mm-hmm. cash, right? Banks don't care about cash anymore. They care about holding real assets. Right now, the largest, the largest homeowners, right? Mm-hmm. Single family homeowners, not apartments and things like that. Single family homeowners are Wall Street. Wall Street owns the largest amount of single family property. People should be terrified of this, right? Yeah. That means that there's not going to be a foreclosure that's going to be coming up, right? Yeah. If it is, back-ended banks are going to buy them, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or back-ended firms are going to buy them. People care about hard assets. Nobody yeah. cares about cash, right? So there's a saying, cash is trash, and that's what it is, right? I know that sounds crazy. But, no, yeah. it's true, and and that's why I tell people, and that's the one thing that's a blessing and a curse of like having to learn about credit the hard way with like immigrant yeah. parents. <laughs> you know what I mean? With trial and error. Yeah. Um, but thankfully, because I was in like even just a significantly better school, right? Like barely significantly like, better, but I had really good teachers that like my econ teacher in high school actually taught us what a credit score was and how to keep yeah. it good right and like really broke down what interest was um and like what things affect your credit score because she was like I could teach you all this other shit that you're not going to use 
um, or I could teach you this that you're so you're going to use right in college. So even when I was messing up, I knew I wasn't taking myself over the ledge because like I was like, OK, um, I need this money because it's that or not eat. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. um, I broke college student. But yeah. I'm willing, I'm only willing to pay this much interest. Like, so I might pay this much interest for this month, but that's better than, you know, X, Y, and Z. Cause I still understood on some level, like I can't let my score go that low. Cause it's much harder to like fix it, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. You can still do it. There's plenty of ways to do it, but I'd rather not have the headache of trying to fix the credit. I'd rather just keep it consistently good was my motto. But if you do mess up, there are ways, right? There are yeah. ways to fix your credit, which they also don't teach you. Like, 100%. there are ways to get things off of your credit so that your score could go up so you can actually get the loan to invest in the business. Like, yeah. that is, that's also another process. But yeah, I wanted us to highlight this stuff because at to get to college level, you got to get comfortable even just understanding the principle of interest, right, and debt. And, and what good debt is versus what bad debt is, right? Yeah. So, like, just if you can if you can get comfortable with $100, okay, then you could get comfortable with 1000 then you could get comfortable, like, and so just play with the numbers until you start to feel more comfortable. But don't ever tell yourself that you're not capable of achieving that because we, yeah. we need y'all to achieve that. Like, yeah, we need more yeah. colleagues. We need a lot more yeah. colleagues. Well, so that we can rebuild you're saying that. so many kind things. I love it. I appreciate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> no, you but credit is huge. Of course, of course, of course. Credit is huge, right? Like I think credit is more important than anything else, right? Credit is more mm -hmm. important than cash. Um, there's a uh, false perspective of credit, right? Like, you, like, I mean, like our parents or just, just society tells you don't get a credit card. Don't do mm -hmm. this. Don't do this, right? You can't do anything without having a credit card. You can't rent a car. You can't do anything really, right? You can't, if you don't have a card, a credit card and you're let's say 24 25 26 whatever that case is you're wanting to buy a house good luck getting a house you have yeah. no relationship with the bank you know what i mean and so there's like a, a false narrative of what credit is right so uh, for me you, you touched on a lot of things like good good debt and bad debt right so for me good debt is a debt that i would take on at whatever interest rate that makes sense right as mm -hmm. long as a deal the end the cash flow at the end of the day makes sense it doesn't matter the interest rate so mm -hmm. good debt is something that you're making money with bad okay. debt is something that you're not making money with. You know what I'm saying? You go yeah. buy, you go, you go on a shopping spree and it's on a credit card. That's bad debt, right? But I mean, for me, I'll tell you this. I, I, I like, I don't own a debit card, right? I don't have a debit card. I, I have my checking accounts, et cetera, et cetera. But like, you know, I, I utilize credit cards, right? For so I, 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 for everything, right? Because and then I you pay it off. <laughs> I pay it off 100% in full, right? And, mm -hmm. and if, if there's a worry of it, like, I mean, it's, it's whatever, whatever money you have in your debit card, you should be able to use it on a credit card and just pay that, right? Because, mm -hmm. I mean, you lose your debit card immediately. Um, that's your money, right? Um, I mean, the You're bank has like, what, back. 40, yeah, 40 to 60 days to investigate. They'll give it back to you up to $250,000. It's going to be a process on a credit card. Mm -hmm. I could care less. It's not your <laughs> money. Care, They're going to get money. their money way quicker. Exactly. Let me tell you, when exactly. you lose the bank's money, they will do, they will move heaven and earth to get their money back. Yeah, okay. they'll remove it. They'll remove but, it from me. It's not my problem. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's but, not. I so, love it. Oh, I learned yeah. that at 18. I learned yeah. that at 18 the hard way. I was just like, and it wasn't even me. It was like my mom, like there was fraud on her card. And I had, like at 18 was understanding and speaking to the customer service reps. And I told her, I said, okay, anytime you have a big purchase, okay, you are not using 
like your debit card again. Yeah. Because if you think about, um, and it's already cut in, you think about the average American, right? Yeah. Is yeah. one paycheck away from being homeless. Yeah. Because they're living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. So if you were using debit for everything, meaning your your own money, your own bank account, like your own bank account, then if the bank or you have fraud or something and you no longer have money, that means you're not paying rent. And if you're not paying rent and you're not paying utilities, if you have a nice landlord that's understanding, they might just charge you a late fee and like let you, you know, pay later. Or you might get kicked out and now you also have an eviction on your record, right? Yeah. So yeah. like you got to understand when you play with it at this at this level, at like the low income level, how like instrumental credit is into like keeping you above poverty like yeah, yeah and and using it not just above poverty but actually putting you in a position to get out of poverty and get out of like low class into middle class because you know until capitalism is completely abolished that's literally what you're going to have to do yeah 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 I, I believe that so yeah the good debt thing i think credit should be used to make money right so if mm -hmm. you have a viable business and you 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 know you feel that you're able to do something with it um you know i think credit is a great opportunity um, you know, I think everybody should be running, like, I mean, because think about it, you use your debit card, what do you get from it? You get nothing, you get no points, you get no, nothing, right? You use your debt, credit card, you reduce everything. But I think there has to be that understanding of like, yo, you only spend what you have, right? Mm -hmm. You shouldn't spend any more. And then from that, it's just building that relationship with the banks, right? Like, I have 18 credit cards. That might sound like the craziest thing to people. Yeah. I mean, you also <laughs> but, have but, multiple uh, businesses. <laughs> I have multiple businesses, right? But it's like creating, um, a, a, you know, that, 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 uh, is the, what we use in our community, right? Mm -hmm. You can create your own uncle as 0% interest. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, if you're able to create, it's, it's, it's about being your own bank, right? That's what yeah. credit should be. And then, uh, this whole, it, 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 like, to be honest with you, there's bad, there's bad credit, like means nothing. Meaning that like, um, any credit can be fixed, you know? Uh, there's laws that are put in place that, I mean, you guys can look at, look into it to kind of get more perspective, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, like, I'll kind of give us a very, very simple breakdown of it. Um, there's three uh, re uh, credit reporting uh, agencies, agencies, and those mm -hmm. three credit reporting agencies have to uh, validate and uh, prove what's on your credit, right? Um, so there's a letter of dispute that you guys can get online. Uh, I think it's called uh, 609 Dispute Letter. Um, you, you'll be able to utilize it. It's, it's a Congress Act that was passed years, years ago. Uh, mm -hmm. Essentially, it says that you're able to, uh, you, you have the right to ask these creditors uh, questions specifically pertaining to your credit account, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, they have about 30 days to, to provide that answer to you. If they don't have, so you're supposed to, so let's say I have a late notice on an American Express bill or whatever the case is, right? I would, con I would send a certified letter to three of the credit bureaus, right? asking them specific questions. It doesn't have to be anything, right? Hey, can you verify what my mailing address is? Whatever the case is, right? And they have to verify anything and everything that you ask, right? So mm -hmm. if they, in that 30 day period, they don't, they, they, they don't send anything back to you or whatever that case is, you send another letter saying, hey, you failed to do this, please remove it. Simple as that. Mm -hmm. You know, people don't talk about this, but there's a you lot of things that are put in place. Yeah, and yeah, and if you don't want to do it yourself, I think you should, you should do it yourself. It's very, very simple. Uh, mm -hmm. to do it yourself but if you don't there's companies that are more than willing to help you Take and then exactly and then understand and one big thing is like this is even a business that like our community can start you know i 
you know, there's a lot of credit repair businesses that are out there, right? Mm -hmm. These are businesses that are six, seven figure businesses that you can scale very easily, right? Yeah. People can easily get into that, you know, have an understanding of what it is. Very simple to understand. It's not a, a long process. And then implementing that and helping individuals because you're, you're helping, you're helping others to help yourself. You know what I mean? Basically. So yeah, credit is important, you know? Yeah. And, and I'm like, if y'all want to get that started, you know, my degree is organizational leadership. So if you need business strategy, like this is what me and Caleb, we're, we're basically telling you, I have a business strategy and then I go to Caleb and I'm like, how the hell do I finance this? And then Caleb is like, okay, so you could do this or you could do this or if you, depends, you want your taxes set up this way, right? And you just start that. Like you don't, don't like get the idea ready to go. Make sure it's something that you can actually like, sell at us like at scale when we say at scale like if you could sell like a hundred shirts that's cool but like i'm not investing in that <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. if you're gonna sell a hundred thousand you know that's something to invest in that's something that you can keep growing and building and like you got to aim higher like people are not trying yeah. to invest their time or money into something that's not going to be that big of a return so that's just something to think about and like being able to finance it and having good credit is like key to that. So hopefully y'all are taking these gems. There was a question I wanted to ask you, Caleb, and then I'm a I'm a wrap because you you got through the whole hour. I'm actually really really. I was like we could keep going because I know I got plenty of questions. But um, yeah. Sendai asked, outside of property, what other hard assets do you recommend holding? Um, hard assets. Um, I guess currencies, right? Like, uh, I'm big into, big into crypto, big into, uh, that type of things. Um, actually having ownerships in terms of, uh, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, uh, U S treasury bills, things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I want to, within stocks, I, one thing I want to say, right? Like, so Warren Buffett, right? One of my idols, I'm sure everybody knows Warren Buffett, et cetera. Uh, he, mm -hmm. he, he talks about buying stocks. He talks about all the, the, those different factors, right? But when you really look at it, he's not buying specific stocks. He's buying the companies, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I, I think things like that are very important. Um, uh, within our current market right now, you're able to see a significant amount of gain. With, I mean, re Apple is making a significant amount of gain, even though they're not selling their, their, their iPhone, uh, their iPhone prices or their iPhone sales have dropped significantly. You know what I mean? It doesn't yeah. matter. People are able to understand that hard asset is the only way to go, right? So, I mean, just depending on to what your interests are, just kind of go from that, you know? It's, 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 it's more of simplifying it. Right. Um, mm -hmm. and really looking, look, look, looking within yourself or, um, having a larger perspective of like, you know, what do I think the world is going to look like? Right. And it's basically, right. What do I think the world's going to look like? What, 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 oh, what yeah. is, what does that trajectory look like? You get paid for like? forecasting. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But I mean, but it's like, it's more of like, if I'm investing in something like I, I'm not, it's like, it's all long-term, you know what I mean? This whole like, I mean, like you, on a long-term basis, you're not going to be these, these, these standard SMPs, et cetera. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it, but if you're able to just like, you know, whatever company that you're wanting to do or any kind of investment, it's like, you have to have the one in the heart for that. Right. And mm -hmm. the understanding that this is a long-term thing and then it, having that, having that be the plan, I think, yeah, you'd be able to do a lot. So things like that, no, just I ownership, like that. things that require ownership is what I would say. Yes, yeah. you, I'd be trying to, and I've been telling my team that I want you to negotiate equity, like, and you, you can practice that with me, you know, someone who actually cares <laughs> to mentor you and to tell you to negotiate your worth, but you really want to consider, no, I want equity here. Like, okay, let me give you an example. Beyonce, okay, she's a genius. 
she took less money for her Coachella performance, but she negotiated equity in the rights to all the footage, right? And then what did she do? She turned that into a movie. She flipped it and sold it to Netflix, right? And like, you got to start thinking in those terms because what are people going to do with your art and with your your money? They're going to flip it and make more. So yeah. like you got to get to a point where you stop just giving your money away for free. Like yep. you got to get to a point where your money starts to work for you. Um, yep. So we really want people to start and don't, and you know, there's a lot of hit threat in our community to talk like this. Uh, and I don't know why, because you always pocket watching somebody got this car. Oh, you know, so-and-so just bought a house. Oh, you know, what's his name is an engineer. They always pocket watching, but then they're not yep. teaching you how to build the wealth. It doesn't make any sense. So I just, you know, I just gotta. Uh, I just gotta I'm, a, I'm a big, I'm a big believer though, like keeping your, your what you're wanting to do and things like that to, uh, to individuals that will, because there, there's individuals that will drain your energy, right? Um, mm-hmm. Not everybody's gonna understand what you want to do, right? Which is fine, and you yeah. just kind of move on from that. You know what I mean? You don't need to further explain or anything like that. It's more of like getting in touch to, like just getting in touch with individuals or just putting it out there, right? Like you know, like I mean. I, I, I've made deals out of nowhere just by conversations. You know, it's like, oh, you do this, oh, I do this, exchange mm-hmm. business cards, etc. Right? It's like, it's it's that that same process works with everything, and it's. But I think like uh, within our community, that's one thing. A lot of people are uh, very negative, very like. There's just we have a lot of uh, uh, energy vampires, right? I, not just within Ooh. our, just in life, right? It's like if you understand that and yes. that person's not vibing it, you don't need to go with it. You know what I mean? Just just keep your head up and just like and 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 also don't reinvent the wheel you know what I mean? You asked me like, what, what, what are things that people can do in Tukarai? Don't reinvent the wheel. What yeah. are things that work here? Go do it there. That's it. Yes. There's you know no I mean? market. It's, it's... There's no exactly. market. You gotta, you gotta think there's no market. We're literally having to rebuild a marketplace yeah. because the whole, they tried, not they tried, like they literally destroying our infrastructure. So yeah. you have the ability, and this is what my dad used to tell me, and I would never listen, and this is, like, my biggest regret and why I'm going so hard now, is, like, he would always tell me, Routier, why are you struggling, like, in America? You can come here and build whatever you want. You don't have red tape. There is no glass ceiling. You know what I mean? Like, there's less oppression. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's less obstacles for me to be successful. Like, and so I'm just like, that's crazy because if I wanted to build or if I wanted to get on a project to build a road, I could do that because there's nobody doing that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, there's hella opportunity. Um, yeah. I'm crying. CC wanted me to put something funny up on screen, but she said, what filter are you using? Because it's like... <laughs> oh, you like it. You I'm like crying. It. <laughs> She's so annoying. I love her, though. So um, I love this. You know, yeah. we are at the end of the episode. Y'all have loved Caleb. Caleb, we don't have to we don't have to run something back because the people love you. Um the last question always is, what do you want your legacy to be? Um yeah, I want to be known for giving. Um I want to Yeah, so my le- so this is I'll I'll, I'll track it back to Tagara, right? Um mm-hmm. th- this is this is the third time so I'll use my, my grandmother passed away about a month ago or so. Uh, you know, she lived a wonderful life, et cetera. Yeah, amen, yeah. So within, but I, I want to use her life as an example. Within her life, this is the third time that it's happened, right? Um, mm-hmm. And you look at like the last 30 years and Tegra was really rebuilt in the last less than 10 years, right? 
So for me, in terms of uh, making a significant amount of impact, um, I don't care to make an impact for the next generation. I care to make an impact for this generation. You know what I mean? Right. I don't think we should like, I mean, obviously I care, but like, you know what I mean? It's, it's more of like, we need to work now. So it's, for me, it's uh, just making an impact in people's life. That's really, that's really it. Um, yeah. That, 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 that's, that's what I would say. <laughs> Somebody said, and this is how I felt too. She said, so wholesome. I want to be known for giving. I was like, yes. Since, uh-huh. and I can say with a hundred percent certainty, um, I, you already do that because since I've met you, you like literally all you do is give. Like all you do is like that's show up. Um, you guys, the part this man forgot to tell you is he has two young children, yep, <laughs> you yep. know, two and a wife. Yep, yes. Yep. And like a whole family um, yep. while he's also running this uh, business, you know, people maybe not under, they might not understand when you go out to be on your own, you are the boss. There is nobody to yell out. Shit that doesn't get done, it, c- it comes back to you. And you're not yeah. playing with baby. You're not playing with baby money. You're playing with big people money. Like you're you're getting big. Like you know what I mean. Like you're yeah. playing. Not even not, not even that you're playing, but you're really doing that work at such a large scale that I don't think people understand the amount of pressure that you have, the amount of time and effort it takes for you to get stuff done. Let alone the actual advocacy part of everything that you do. Um, Cause all of us have like, you know, gone above and beyond to start advocating for our people. So yeah. I think people underestimate that you what I don't take you coming onto the show lightly. Like you're literally, you don't sleep. Like you are all like, literally whenever you need Kyle, he will make himself available. Uh-huh. He has like meetings at crazy hours. So what I want to say is if your legacy is about wanting to be a giver, you're definitely that. What like I, I want to manifest is that within the next three years we're gonna break ground and we're gonna oh, yeah. see like actually like not just this is just a this is a timestamp uh, like us claiming it now that we will be in Tigray able to do that and you'll be able to give back to everyone there who has lost so much like that's what yeah. I'm manifesting for you and like I have no doubt in my mind that you will accomplish it. I'm just really excited that I get to know you and that I get to do it with you. And like, I could probably open a couple of roads, you know what I'm I mean? Excited. Like, I get some schools and like, yeah. you know, take take the crew um, and, and vacation back home and not even vacation, yeah. but to just to be able to be with the, each other in that space because we're already virtual roommates, like, you know? Oh, yeah. Yep, so yep. just take it to that level. So I'm, I'm so beyond thankful and blessed um, to have met you to know well, you, here. to have uh, a friend that I can call and for whatever reason, you know, <laughs> not just the finances, but for whatever reason, it's, it's been so beautiful and the people love you. Um, so you're, you love are, you, you know, you're, you love are you welcome back at, at any time. So oh, I appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate they... it. I, I, one thing I want to end it off, end off with, right? Like we faced a crazy nine months, et cetera. Right. And you think about the things that have happened, et cetera, and the things that are still currently happening. And uh, I, I just want people to have a perspective of, you know, this is the opportunity of a lifetime for us to make an impact, right? And that mm-hmm. impact does not have to be like, I mean, you're, you're still going to be monetarily compensated, right? So it's like you're able to still fulfill whatever dreams and hopes that you want in life and accomplish that by really working your fucking ass off here, excuse my language, working mm-hmm. your butt off here in the States and kind of 
implementing it there. And it's like, man, I really hope that out of this tragedy, we become an organ or we become a community uh, that's similar to the Jewish community, right? Mm -hmm. The Jewish community really keep their dollars within the community and really are more than willing to help each other and, and grow. So I hope that, that that's there for all of us. I hope, you know, we all want to work together and all have the best interest for everybody. And yeah, man, I love you guys. I love you, Hanna. You know, you know, you mean the world to me. You're one of my, one of my dear, dear friends. And yeah, so I'm, I appreciate you so much. And I appreciate all of you guys. I appreciate all of you guys. I know I'm like, I'm trying not to cry, but I'm so happy. Um, Yeah, me too. Thank you, everybody. This has been a great, great Sunday. Um, Learned a lot. I'm going to have to play this back because I feel like the way we just was spitting gems all day, I'm like, I don't know if they caught them all. Um, But we'll try to to break down the notes here. But literally, you guys. This was a big blessing. I, I know the people in the comments can feel that they are they are singing your praises, Kyla. Go ahead and scroll through those while I oh, close this out. I know, out. I know my people, man. Yes, the clubhouse gang is all, in oh here. Oh my god, everybody's pulled up. Like the, the clubhouse gang is in here. They're telling us to pull up after. So listen, guys, that is Black Men Speak Sundays. Tomorrow, I have a really special episode of Manifest Mondays. I'm doing a special month long series with my guy Hyatt. We are going to be talking about some more taboo topics in our community, um, really wanting to unpack and understand what is the process of forgiveness um, and, and get ready. And as a community, how do we heal to make sure that we're rebuilding a positive Tigray, okay? Um, so that's going to be all month long with my guy Hyatt. So you'll see that tomorrow. Also, we'll be launching a new Clubhouse series, okay? Mm. <laughs> Yes, Kyle, I don't know if I told you, Kyla, but we're going to be in Clubhouse um, Tuesday nights. We're going to, because you know how the comments be like this. They be asking all these questions. I will go on Clubhouse and actually dedicate time to unpacking some of these topics a little bit more. Um, We'll have Hyatt come on, and as the month progresses, we'll bring on some more folks. Kyla, I ping him into everything, so I'm sure he'll pull up. Yeah. so, y'all, yeah, we got a lot of cool things coming. So, tomorrow, Manifest Mondays. Wednesdays, I'm back for Black Women Wednesdays. And it's going to be a popping month, y'all. We got a lot of things going. You are now watching the Everton Network. Okay. Hey. Oh, look. Yeah, my phone tried to be a hater. So, thank you, everybody. That is a wrap on tonight. I will see y'all later on the interwebs. Kyla Poway, I love you so much. I'll talk love to you, you later. Love you as well. Love you, love you. Took it right to what? Took it right to that. Uh, oh, love yeah, you guys. <laughs> bye, y'all. Hey, bye.